Hello, welcome to Urban Legends. I am fantastic singer and also recently won third place in the county carnival for my flapjack recipe, Mr. Chris Flynn. And with me, as always, you wouldn't want anyone else. It is Celine Dion's high school sweetheart, Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? All right. Yeah, no. It's been okay. It's been okay. It was, uh, yeah, you enjoy the getting longer. Lighter getting evenings. Yep. Evenings been getting lighter. Going out a lot, have you? Enjoying the sunlight? Yeah, yeah well, I've been going back into the office. So, uh, Ooh, you know, dear. that's been good. I don't know. Change as good as the rest and all that. Um, are you willing to talk about your high school romance with Celine Dion at all? Or, I mean, it's a long time ago now. I mean, it's that, it's that ground we want to get. Tread over. It's um, she was she was an older lady. <laughs> she was your teacher at the time, wasn't she? <laughs> it is purely fictitious retelling. Um, it's completely true retelling. Yeah. Uh, so would you would you say she was your first love? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, with that amazing voice. Yeah, I mean, she was just she was um, just do, doing karaoke down a local pub, wasn't she? When when you were yeah, seeing well, her. you know, I, I ran away to Canada from Brighton, mm. apparently, and uh, yeah, wasn't it during stayed, stayed it, there for long enough to go to school and form a relationship with another woman? Was it during your um, years? You had a you had a the wild years. years. That was the wonder years. When you had that, your um, your secondary school or high school had an exchange program with um, uh, a school in Quebec. Quebec. Well, no, we'd 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 gone over for um, for a trip to 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 Quebec, and um, you got lost. And and they, they, I, I I got lost, and um, (laughs) got lost in the snowdrift. Yeah, you know, and, and everyone was speaking French, so I you know, didn't know what was going on. And uh, they thought about trying to find me and then reflected and decided it wasn't worth the effort. So, uh, well, your parents have signed a permission slip, haven't they? Well, yeah, exactly, you know. So they had no liability. It was insured, you know, so frankly... And the teacher thought, I can have two seats on the way back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, stretch out a bit, you know. <laughs> and um, a bit room for yourself, you treat yourself, Tom. You got yourself down the, uh, down the social, down the... Um, Social services got yourself a place in school, I believe. Made an igloo to live in, yeah. And that's when you met um, a young forty-eight-year-old Celine Dion, probably upcoming singer. Yeah, just yeah. a few years off before the uh, Titanic soundtrack. I think she was still doing, you know, I don't know. Did she do Eurovision Song Contest or something like that? For she represented Switzerland, I believe. Is that is that so? There you go. Yeah, so it was mm. around that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you, you went yeah, to Switzerland? Got to go, so I got to go and see Switzerland. That was, that was good, you know. Did you do some skiing? It went to my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you, re- did you get to third base? None of your business, sir. <laughs> um, so, what, so what happened? Right, it, did, it, you said it went to your head. So um, did you change and she didn't want to be with you anymore? Or was she changing? She was meeting big stars like... Billy Ray Cyrus, um, 
Dustin Hoffman, you know, all the all the big ones. All the greats. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I think I was young and, and foolish, and I let it all go to my head, to be honest with you. You know, looking do you, back. Do you feel like you pushed her away? Yeah. Do you regret it? I felt like, I, you know, I've become the biggest star. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this was my natural career. You're nothing without me. That would, that, would, uh, <laughs> that would push through the lack of any discernible talent. You were, do you know what? In many ways, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. Ahead 20 years later, I would have been. You would have been fine. You'd have, you'd have your own TV series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just a trailblazer too early. That was what it was. Well, soft in the way, isn't it? Soft in the way. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, have you, have, have you thought about getting back in touch with her? No, you can't step to the same river twice, Chris. <laughs> Just leave it be. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Neil, um, this week we are looking at a uh, sort of crazy creature myth, and it's from South Africa. Mm. Um and I believe it originated with the with the Zulu people from there. So they're quite they're a famous tribe, aren't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're sort of well well known mm. um, warrior people um, back in the day. Um, so I'm going to start off with Wikipedia, but there isn't much on here. But there's loads and loads elsewhere. So the thing is, this actually looks like it's a fairly well known. Uh, thing in South yeah, Africa. It feels like it's a very, very common folk tale. In, in to, the, to the extent that there, that it appears in a lot of tabloid newspapers, people blaming... Uh, I'm sorry, I should say what it's called. It's uh, the uh, Tikaloshi. Um, the Tikaloshi. And yes, it appears in sort of tabloid headlines, people blaming Tikaloshis for doing stuff. So... Um, well, that was what Shaggy based the song on. What, it wasn't Tikaloshi. It was Tikaloshi. <laughs> it wasn't exactly it. Maybe. <clears throat> so, in Zulu or Zosa mythology, Tikaloshi, and then it's got lots of different derivatives, but I won't go through them, is a dwarf-like water sprite. It's considered a mischievous and evil spirit that can become invisible by drinking water or swallowing a stone. Can't we all? Uh, <laughs> I don't like to, though, passing those stones out. Yeah, and you don't like drinking water, do you? <laughs> no, I'm hydrating. You drink powdered water. Um, Tikaloshi are called upon by, um, by malevolent people to cause trouble for others. It's uh, at its least harmful. A Tikaloshi or Tokaloshi can be used to scare children. But its power extends, or well, like every myth, but yep. its power extends to causing illness or even death of its victim. The creature might be banished by a pastor, especially with an uh, apostolic calling, who has the power to expel it from the area. It is also considered part of superstition and is often used in a satirical manner as a reference to overcome. So, it's putting having a little bit of fun with it, but it sounds Yeah. You're, you're gonna have you're gonna have to defeat the Tikaloshi if you want to get a goal back, my team. Um, I think that I mean that's the perfect way to use it, isn't it? Absolutely, it sounds a little bit like um, Gremlin at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a sort of like a, if I can use a, I don't know, is it a Western? I don't know about Gremlins. Yeah. So mythology, 
The advent of the phantom Tokoloshi came about through Bantu folklore to explain why people inexplicably died while sleeping in their rondavels at night. Traditionally, these people slept on the floor on grass mats encircling a wood fire that kept them warm during the sub-freezing cold winter nights on the high veld in the rarefied air. Yeah, it does get cold in Africa, people. (laughs) They never realised the fire was depleting the oxygen levels, leaving noxious carbon monoxide, which is heavier than pure air, and sinks to the bottom. Eventually, it was realised that anyone who happened to be sleeping in an elevated position escaped the deadly curse of the Tokoloshi which was described as a short man about hip high who randomly stole one's life in the night unless they were lifted lifted the heights of the bed. Right, now, <clears throat> that's some bad science right there, Neil. The carbon monoxide mm-hmm. being the thing that was killing people because they, they're not in a sealed container, first of all. <laughs> they would have some kind of... You'd have some like, sort of ventilation, you would assume. Well, you'd have a door to get into it. You'd have a chimney, like, a, above the hearth, like every single culture does in the world. Um, I don't buy that this is carbon monoxide poisoning. Neil, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know how, how thoroughly they've investigated that. I suppose it's possible. You thought there might be a slightly higher rate of... But as you say, I would have thought if if the room was ventilated... I'm not really sure how... Um, like, how well carbon monoxide kind of ventilates out of it. But, yeah, you, exactly. You would expect the whole like... point of having a hearth is that you have... A, but it's you know, not like they're pumping a car well. exhaust in there. Do you know what I mean? It's a wood fire. No, I do know. No, to be fair, it has. I've heard of like if you bring like a bar, like say it's happened. There was a tragic accident where a couple bought a barbecue indoors, um, mm. and then went to sleep, and it filled the room with carbon monoxide. Um, you would kind which of killed them. You would kind of think though that, uh, that was the... kind of like a you know barbecue that had basically gone out. So just even then, there's still the rate of carbon monoxide was enough to sort of. You would kind them. of think though that uh, you know in the fifty thousand years that preceding which the Zulu mean, look, people have been there, they pro- they probably would have figured this out. I think it clearly wouldn't be enough to kill everyone who was in it. It might just be like a, an elevated risk of carbon monoxide poisoning or something like that. But again, but again, you know, they've been, they've been there a long time and they've been living yeah. in shelters for a long time and they've had fire a long time. Oh, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I don't know. It's just that's, that's what they're claiming. So, yeah, I don't uh, know. So some Zulu people and other South African tribes are still superstitious when it comes to things like the supposedly traditional folklore, a hairy creature created by a witch doctor to harm his enemies, also known to bite off sleeping people's toes. According to legends, the only way to keep uh, Tokoloshi away at night is to put a few bricks beneath each leg of one's bed. So... Mm, not sure. She's not a fan that. of climbing or jumping, then, the type collection. No. Well, they're, they're short, aren't they? Yeah, so, to jump. The, so, to, so the, um, here we go. So, this is so this is almost like zombie like this. So, to bring a really, ladder. Tokolosh's not invented ladder technology. No, they don't, don't have ladder technology. They can roll that out. Yeah. That's Siege the, engines. They have. <laughs> <laughs> close to warfare. You get in a castle, you're fine. Little miniature forklift trucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, to create one. So the client, hugely a jealous person. We've all met those in our lives, haven't we, Neil? Certainly have. Yeah. We'll approach an evil witch doctor, Shaman or Sanguma, to take vengeance on someone. The client has to promise the soul of a loved one. <laughs> God, this client's the right shit. Yeah. 
You can have my kid's soul, and I want because this bastard's got more cows than me. <laughs> well, at least it tastes better off. Preferably those carbon oxide poison. Um, but you can't choose who. So it's just rat night. You can have one of my loved ones. Roll the dice on that one. Whatever. Hopefully oh, it's did... the child I hate the most. Uh, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and the reason being because the uh, Tukoloshi will choose the soul it decides to take. Fair yeah. enough. You, you know, you don't want my soul particularly because it's, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's withered. It's withered away, yeah. It's withered. It's like those... It's gone to it looks like those pictures of lungs that you get on cigarette packets. Um, the witch doctor locates a dead body to be possessed, piercing the eye socket and brain with a hot iron rod so it cannot think for itself. Clever. <laughs> and sprinkling it with a special powder like they did with Super Ted. See, I like that Shrinking the body. No, I like this now. This is good. This is good advanced zombie technology because mm. they're not just letting them crawl about just like brains no. or whatever and start thinking for themselves. No, no, You that. can start training them in like one of those Romero movies, one of the later ones, you know. Yeah, so. So, so I want to catch that it's always. Well, so it can't think for itself. Might as well. Well, that's the best, best, form of attachment. best way into the brain, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So they sprinkle it with the special powder. Uh, a spotty man from outer space sprinkles it with special powder, shrinking Secret the body. Secret ingredient is MSG. <laughs> MSG <laughs> and salt. Yeah. Uh, the Tokoloshi then lets loop, is then let loose to terrorise its target, taking its payment of the soul of the client's loved one weeks, months, or maybe years later. So um, <clears throat> that's pretty much it. It's just got where it's influenced and there's loads of loads of things uh here but i'm not going to read through so, so this is quite a, this is quite so we've got one, we've got so. quite a lot to read about as well different stories but just just to row back for a second there chris mm. so i was just going to be ashamed that these things were just like just knocked about naturally somewhere in south africa well it's and caused troubles but actually, so, I mean... Well, there's different, but there's different styles. By a well, one of them saying it's a water sprite and one of them saying it's created by a showman. So, I don't know. I don't know who to trust. I don't know who to trust at all. Could, um, could you defeat them with a magic wand made out of a tree that doesn't exist? I don't know, man. You need to pop your, pop, pop your clogs on go, and go down to I the Harry Potter find a, shop. a shaman or that Harry Potter shop. Mm. And see, yeah. So... Um, astonishinglegends.com the Tokoloshi so let's see what they have to say this is quite a short article but there's some more after today we visit South Africa for a story about the Tokoloshi a small and terrifying creature that seriously messes with your ability to have a restful night's sleep Tokoloshis are a creature from Zulu mythology that inhabits South Africa these creatures attack you in your sleep and are said to be part of the reason why many people in the Zulu culture used to sleep with their best rays from the floor. Tokoloshi are described physically in a large variety of ways. One consistent, um, one consistent seems to be their small size. Sometimes they are described as small humanoid creatures like gremlins or brownies, what the like girl guides. <laughs> yeah, don't, know, don't know what brownies are. So, other times they are described as more primate-like. These creatures are malevolent and very dangerous. They are said to crawl into sleeping people's rooms and cause all kinds of havoc, from simply scaring them all the way to choking them to death with their long bony fingers. I escalated, <laughs> didn't I? Boo! Ah. 
They seem to particularly enjoy scaring children, often leaving them with long scratches on their bodies. One way to keep the tokoloshi at bay is to put bricks underneath one's bed. This will put you out of their reach and hopefully out of harm's way. So you can't stop them getting in. No, it's a, no, no alarm door. system no. or anything. Nothing. Yeah. Can't stop them. They're like, they're like cat burglars. It's a abandoned car. <laughs> they're like gentleman cat burglars. Well, it's a thing though, isn't it? Because it's... It... Generally, I remember um, an Iranian flatmate of mine start, start talking about this sort of difference because, you know, he, he had this thing that, you know, like, um, you know, like having your bed being sort of off of the floor is kind of like is something that's not obviously not like everywhere in the world. Mm. Um, and he, he thought it was just kind of like, you know, he didn't want to sleep too close to the, the floor because he considered it dirty or something. I, like, I never really thought about it, to be honest with you. It's just... Mm. It's just well, I think that... What you're used to. I think... I mean, probably... Well, it's easier to get in and out of if it's not on the floor. But yeah. then also I would say that if you've got rats and or like in, well in, in Europe, if you've got rats and stuff running around, you want to be up above them. You don't want yeah. rats running all over you and giving you plague and shit. Um and if you're in somewhere more tropical, then you don't particularly want scorpions and snakes all climbing in your bed. Do you know what I mean? No, true enough. I think probably where we come from traditionally, we probably slept in nests in trees. But if you go back far enough. But, yeah, I mean, if you're on the ground, then anything can kind of get to you. But you're a bit safer if you're up a bit, aren't you? Yeah. I think that's probably, I think it's as simple as that. But it's just in case the uh, Tokoloshi tra- travels. Well, that's exactly where it comes from. That's how, that's <laughs> that's where the beds originated from. Um, and it's And it's echoed through the ages. Um, so, uh, Tokoloshis are creatures called upon by those with magical abilities, like witches, to wreak havoc and pain in a community. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's that thing as community. Uh, one of the ways the witches... Well, that's what that's what happens, is that Thatcher was possessed by a Tokoloshi. <laughs> Thatcher was a Tokoloshi. She, oh, she, didn't, um, she didn't put enough bricks under her bed, and, uh, yeah, just inhabited her like um, Buffalo Bill. That way, just, just a skin mask hiding a tokoloshi and fervent right wing views. Uh, so, one of the ways the witches are able to keep them docile is to cut the hair out of their eyes so they can see and feed it curdled milk. Mm. That's slightly different. Cut, cut the hair out of their eyes. Give them like a like a, one of your nineties haircuts. Oh, okay. So, but wouldn't they see better if you cut the hair out of their eyes? Yeah, that's what they're saying. So, this is. Again, completely opposite to what Wikipedia was saying. Yeah. They were jabbing out their eyes with a red-hot poker earlier. <laughs> so they're either jabbing out their eyes with a red-hot poker or giving them a lovely fringe. Giving them a haircut and, <laughs> and giving them some curdled milk. Yeah, nice. Yeah. If a tokoloshi continues to terrorise a household or community, uh, Sanguma, which is a Zulu witch doctor, is summoned to exercise the area and or home with the use of um, muti, a kind of traditional magic practiced by the Sangoma. But why was the Tokoloshi such a prominent and terrifying creature? Why did it only attack the sleeping? Well, there might actually be a very real and terrifying reason. Right, so this is the stuff about gas. Carbon upset again, yeah. Uh, right, so not reading that. Already had that. So... Um, News 24. So what I'm taking from this is I can barbecue from my bed as much as I like as long as I put a few bricks up. Yeah. yeah. 
sweet. You'll be fine. So I, know, I know what I'm doing tonight. No futons. So, um, tw- news24.com. Um, we've got a article here, which is how to get rid of the tokoloshi. Um, so I'll describe, I'll describe what, what it looks like. So I've got a little picture here. Got a I think diagram. we need to know because I suspect I've got a few enemies who are trying to create tokoloshis to hunt me down. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm or, one or of a them. few after my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so the tokoloshi, yeah, it looks like kind of a little gremlin thing, um, with kind of pointy ears. But I think that could just be artistic. Yeah. So, uh, it's got an, an arrow pointing to the eyes. The eyes of the tokoloshi have been gouged out, but it uses its other senses to find its way around. Uh, just, uh, sorry. And this is written by, uh, Fumlani S. Langer. So just giving them a shout out there. It's got a hole in the top of the skull, which was made by the red hot poker. Um, the special power of heat plays a vital part in Zulu magic. Mm. Mm, so that's different. And its body, much like my own, is withered and grey. The body of a tokoloshi is far smaller than that of the corpse from which it was made. So, again, got the corpse thing here. So, remedies. Uh Fumlani Eslanga speaks with uh, Sangoma and gains a few pointers on how to get rid of a tokoloshi nail. I have been fascinated by the myth of the tokoloshi ever since I was a kid. I first heard of this creature when I noticed a relative of mine had placed their bed on bricks, two under each leg. They can't climb high, I was told. Clearly not. Are you going to sleep? Two bricks. No, no. Right. <laughs> Keep shutting your eyes. <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> I've never seen one myself, but they're very much part of our lives in this country. These creatures are apparently summoned using powerful mutai and their scent to cause pain and disruption. In investigating the creature, my first port of call wasn't a Sangoma, as you may think. I went to my street corner to speak with the ladies who wait for the Fi-Fi man there. Fi-Fi is a numbers game of luck where you can win small amounts of money. Well, yeah, it's like one of those, you know, like the num they do the numbers yeah, and stuff yeah. like the mafia used to do it, didn't they? And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You win a small price. It was apparently brought to South Africa by the Chinese of Fi-Fi. And people's choice of numbers depends on what they dreamt the night before. Mm-hmm. A cow could indicate the number seven, and a chicken could mean play double. <laughs> it's a simple si- it's a simple about- system. <laughs> I don't dream that much about cows and chickens, I must be honest. But you're not, you but you're not in South Africa. That is true. That is very true. You know, I, I don't know, what, you know, I doubt they dream of pillow wives, but I do. Because of my pillow wife. How is your pillow wife, by the way? Um, that's, you know, left me. Really? <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I don't think an animal object could do that, but there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, the alumni took off your money as well. <laughs> yeah, alumni's killing me. Chuck it. So, a chicken obviously could mean play double. It's yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It varies from what I can tell. I was particularly interested in one dream that was being heavily thrashed out on the corner one day. One of the ladies dreamt she had sexual relations with a handsome white man. 
Sis G explains it was so real and he was so good. <laughs> she blushes as the pavement is sent into an uproar of at least six women present are adamant that this was the work of a Tokoloshi. Uh, Sis G has been on a roll at Fi Fi of late and she says uh, she's been, jealous. Yeah, exactly. Having yeah. sexy dreams. Having uh, sexy dreams with Fi Fi. <laughs> With I think 50 quid this week, yeah. Um, she's, she's been making more money than she usually does. Her friends immediately say that jealous people want to derail her good fortunes. Oh, dear. And that this handsome white guy is how they will do it. I shudder as one of the ladies suggests, it will come for you every night until you can't have children anymore. <laughs> Fuck you now. So, I mean, it's it, it's clearly still still going on this Take a low sheet stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard a nice thing about Tokoloshi in all my life. I've heard that they're short and hairy. Some even have a bit of a sw- sweet tooth. I don't have a go at short and hairy people. Well, DeVito-esque people. <laughs> um, it's all rather puzzling, as I've also been told that these creatures are tall and have a lust for the taste of blood. A common thread... That's seems, vampires. A common thread seems to be the appetite for sex. How exactly would like you get what? rid of a Tokoloshi? <laughs> I know. It literally can't even get into bed with you because it's so short. So. Unless it's tall. And has a that, Is it like the opposite of putting a do- tie on the doorknob? If you, if you, uh, if your bricks are down, <laughs> Tokoloshi come and knock in. Yeah. <laughs> bricks are down, fun's in town. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how exactly would one get rid of a Tokoloshi? The Daily Sun uses a sanguma from the East Rand to aid its coverage of the supernatural scourge and often links up with readers who need help. Uh, Dudla Manzi, Joseph Miss, uh, Missambini, uh, has been a practising sangoma for 10 years and he's seen it all, Neil. <laughs> but a sangoma man and boy, you see things on this beat. This thing is very real, my man. He chuckles weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is very weird, my man. It's very real. He sounds incredibly trustworthy. <laughs> I'm getting a strong vibe of trust in this guy. I didn't think so, but I have encountered Tokoloshis many times. And Sangoma explains to me just what happens when you're dealing with this. It's a creature that can't easily be seen <laughs> with a human eye. It enters your life by taking the form of something familiar. Many times when people come to me, they speak of dreams that involve them having sex with a white man or woman. <laughs> Rest easy. It'd take eight years of training to actually see one of these, though. You know, you wouldn't see it. You're not well trained enough. You need to pay a pro. As he puts on, like, a Nixon mask. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Dead Press. Yeah, yeah. Was it Nixon or was it Reagan? They had, they they all had different ones, didn't they? Oh, okay. One was Nixon, one was Reagan. Was it their presidents? Yeah. I don't know who the other two were. Uh, it was um, FDR and uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams. Um, the Sangoma explains just what happens when you're dealing with this. I'm not going to do the. I'm not going to do the laughing anymore. Fair enough. All right. So, rest, and I've just started reading the same sentence again. Rest easy, though, he assures me, that the beings can come for Caucasians too. 
Maybe you'll dream of sex with a black person. This is what Sis G said happened to her. Miss Mbini said, These creatures are brought to our plane of reality through witchcraft and powerful muti. They are sent by those who are envious and who seek to see those around them fall on hard times. It can be sent from one province to another or just next door. When it comes and is left untreated, businesses, marriages and even lives can come to an end. And here's a headline, a uh, picture of a headline from the Daily Sun, uh, which is priced at one rand eighty. Uh, Wednesday, 7th January 2009. She lost her job. She lost her husband. She lost her house in six years of hell, terrorised by a kalkaloshi. Still whammed. I'm not read. That's just the headline. That's the banner headline. Oh, right. right. So back to the article. He's dead serious. The entire time he explains it to me, the mood of our conversation gets more bone chilling as he recounts to what he's seen before. I've seen cases where the Togoloshi is in complete control of the person. It inhabits and controls them. People black out and wake up naked in the middle of a field <laughs> when the Togoloshi decides to take a rest. <laughs> I mean, it's a good excuse, isn't it? It's possessing people now, is it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a wide, it's got a wide ranging remit. The Tokoloshi. I'll say this: I I wish we had Tokoloshis because I could have done with something to blame when I woke up naked in that field. Yeah, that farmer wasn't happy. That was this morning, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a great excuse for getting pissed or doing drugs, isn't it? They have no idea how they got there or what they've been doing, in some cases, for days prior. He urges you to reach out as soon as you can if things start going a little pear-shaped for you and your dreams become twisted. You'll know when a Tokuloshi is looking to get you. You'll need to seek the help of a Sangoma quickly. There are a few options you have. A Sangoma can speak with your ancestors and ask them to protect you. This will be done in a session where you may pay and burn incense. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got pay. Um, I'm there for nothing, Chris. No, I've got bills. Got bills to pay. Got to eat. I need this Mercedes. Uh, I know certain people who have used the blood of a black chicken to cleanse a person's body. I don't use a. I don't use a black one, and I never kill the chicken. I just take enough blood to place on my client's face and body, and then I set the chicken free. That's nice. I mean, the thing that I haven't mentioned yet, Chris, and I think I think this shows how on the up and up they are, is actually, you know, the tokolosh you can also be working actively to stop you from getting the wealth that you deserve. So yeah. by simply sharing your wealth with some of these individuals, <laughs> actually it'll pay back to you tenfold. Yeah, it's like, like the <laughs> prosperity Bible or whatever you call it, yeah. <laughs> I ask- give as much as you can and God's going to give you millions back. That's how this works. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did, and look at me now. Yes. <laughs> I've got a private jet, <laughs> building a theme park. The poorer you are, the more you should give, because, you know. Yeah, you're not giving enough. God, how much you care. You've got to give all your money away to get money. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's, that's how our neo-capitalist <laughs> society works. That's how I got sacked from being an IFA. <laughs> uh, so I ask about the bricks, and he says, it does work, which is why many people do it. The scary thing is that a tokolo, she can be amped up or uh, make it or made to work harder to get inside a person. <laughs> I'm a creeping sad. Uh, 
the thing at the core of all of this is jealousy. The Sangoma says the strongest way to combat this would be to keep positive people around you who will build you up. If that fails, fire, <laughs> dial Mr. Missambini on uh, South Africa, 082 547 Did you just read an advertorial for this guy's company? Yes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, that, was, that, was, that was something. Um, and I do like the fact that so they're, just very, they're, they're fueled by haters by the sounds of it. They really are, yeah. So you and yeah. you and DJ Khaled must be getting a lot of it. Yeah. That's a total load. She's sacking your speedboats. I've got to give this guy a ring. That's probably why I'm not a billionaire yet. <laughs> you haven't given him enough money. Yeah. So um, the last article I'll go through is uh, designinglife.biz. Designinglife.biz. And so uh, I'll skip bits where it looks like where it's not entertaining or <laughs> I've already, already covered it. Seen yeah. it. Uh, and this is a gay travel blog. Yeah. Excellent. So at some point in your life, you've been envious of someone's success. Neil, would you say that's true of you? Yeah, I think most people was probably... Are you like massively, not not sitting there stewing about it, but yeah, sometimes you, you know. Are you envious of me? Oh, hugely. Because of my upmarket lifestyle? Your your upmarket lifestyle and your mansion you live in. My easy easy way on the the pod in mic. Charm, yeah. My uh, conversational style. So I have to work at it, but it just comes natural to you. I was born this way, mate, what can I say? Huge amounts of effort that come into me. Mumbling shite into a microphone. Yeah, I was just—I was born under a lucky star. What can I say? Uh, yeah. Who, who else have you been jealous of? Are they people in real life, or are they sort of famous people like Sherlock Holmes or yeah, I'm, Ronald McDonald? Any, any fictional character? Yeah, Ronald McDonald, Patrick Bateman. Um, um, I don't know that I. No, I'm not very. No, I'm not a particularly envious person. Yeah, you can. Some, you sometimes might have a thing where it's like you know. Whatever, yeah, I think it's you know I don't think that's particularly unnatural. But sitting around stewing about it, I don't. I think at the end of the day, you have to realise like a mixture of hard work. No one's happy. No one's happy. Well, no, no. I would say generally, like I mean, there's different different people have different amounts of kind of like you know having to work hard and and, and a mixture of luck as well. We've all we're all lucky in a lot of ways, and um, yeah, you know. I think the thing is that I think. Jealousy and stuff. I mean, I, I can understand why the old uh, Tikaloshi is going to be going big time now because people on social media and stuff like putting only. I mean, I think it's. I think there's kind of a push to change it, but people just like putting unrealistic pictures of their lives and stuff up, which make other people feel shit and jealous and that kind of thing. You know, you can imagine them sending a few tokoloshis their way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, but but I think it's kind of like um, you know, you've got to I think, think whether you know I'm, measure your own happiness by your own yardstick rather than worrying about what other people are doing. I think that's exactly it. I mean, I'd like to have a lot of money so I didn't have to work or do stuff that I enjoy, you know, and not have to worry about paying bills. That would be good. Um, but I think contentment is kind of all you've got to go for. You know, if you got 
Have you got a roof over your head? You, you know, can you afford food? Um, are you, you know, can you entertain yourself? Are you generally like all right with what's going on? Well, no, exactly. Um, and I'm very fortunate that those are the cases for me now. You know, yeah. it, I'm kind of fit, you know, I'm all right. Like, I don't feel like <laughs> I'm not very ambitious, man. I don't feel like I'm right. I've got to get more money, got to get more money. It's kind of, I've got, you know, I've got comfortable, comfortable enough life and I can just sit and watch some shit and stroke my cat. Well, it depends what drives you. I think where it gets unhealthy is where you're just constantly looking up, thinking about, well, I deserve more of that. I'm not sort of looking around you and thinking, actually, how lucky you've got it compared to, you know, a lot yeah. of other people, which is... I think a lot of that... healthy balance. Yeah, I think because we've both worked very shit jobs and worked our way up, that probably helps with keeping your feet on the ground a bit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are you know, that sort of, you know, mm. have, you should have a good, good, good perspective. This is what I would just say. If somebody's kind of like, um, you know, it's feeling like, you know, and, and I think the thing is as well as kind of like the the younger you are probably, you the know, more, you yeah. might not have everything completely together and you've got, got probably a bit more time on your side. I'm not saying you shouldn't be ambitious when you're young, but, uh, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, I still, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was young because there were so many things I was interested in. I liked a lot of different things. And it's probably to an extent the same now. I mean, I couldn't say that that my career is my dream career, but it pays my bills and stuff. And it depends what you're driven by as well, you know. I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, I well, usually say at the end of the day, if you've got a reasonably comfortable life, then... Uh, yeah, then, you're, right. then you're, doing, you're doing well. That's enough. That's enough sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah sorry, a bit of a... Talk about bit of talk about jealousy there. So these feelings, although uncomfortable to some, can lead to an insane amount of horrible action by others. In fact, there's an entire field of law devoted to this when men murder their spouses in a fit of jealous rage. They call it the demon of jealousy. Others call it the green demon. In South Africa, this entity comes in the form of a zombie goblin that will kill you while you sleep. Tokoloshi. Okay. Do you think Othello had a Tokoloshi? Maybe, or the no. Danish equivalent. Oh, no, he was it? That was um, Hamlet, sorry. Yeah, no. Othello um, was a Moor, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was. So I don't think they say exactly where he was from, but yeah, he would have been Moor. from sort of like uh, somewhere in Africa. Just from so the Moors, Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, it wouldn't be East Riding. Um, but um, yeah, maybe maybe Iago was a uh, Tokolation. Maybe. That'd be a bold staging if that well point. i mean if he's a moor that was basically anyone from africa in those days yeah, so he, very, could, he, could well, kind of... he could well have been a zulu prince or king uh... i mean i don't really want to get into it too much um so but first you must summon the tokoloshi summoning the tokoloshi is interesting hmm it's not just a seance, it's not just a voodoo spill, it's a little bit of everything. Upon locating the dead body you wish to get possessed, you must pierce its eye sockets with a red hot iron and sprinkle the special powder to shrink it, yeah. Then it's on its way, demand soul, pass away, uh, they'll die, and that's the price of your jealousy. But who is worth that price? The soul of your mother, grandmother, son? Only the Tokolosha will get to take what it picks, or pick what it takes, sorry. So invisibility, done that. Scarce children, done that. Uh, it's described as a brown, hairy dwarf. It speaks with a lisp and often appears naked, but sometimes wears a cloak. The Tokolo, here we go. 
these are these are some new facts for us, Neil, and I think you're going to enjoy them. I'm liking the lisp and the cloak. Well, lisp and a cloak. It also the toe has a single buttock. <laughs> so hang on a second. Has it got an arsehole? So does it have would, a you would, you would assume not. If it's just a botox, well, that it doesn't have a like a motorcycle seat. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think right. Unless I don't think it can be said to have a, a single buttock. I mean that because those things come in pairs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not they're, they're, not di- they're dividing space twixt the. Uh, rectum of this guy but because no, if it's not sort of in half do you know what i mean now, i'd like to I, I don't think you should get too focused on this because its penis is so long it has to sling it over its shoulder oh in other words the tokoloshi is packing some meat which he uses to make love to his master witch considering he loves milk and other foods he is recorded uh, rewarded accordingly <laughs> so don't know what that means. No. I don't want to know what that means. If you're trying to trap one, get a witch doctor who can sprinkle a mystery powder created from the corpse of an already deceased. He's going to have a hell of a job wrapping that up. He sprinkles the powder at the entrance of the farm where the Tokoloshi steals his preferred cow's milk. Upon entering, the Tokoloshi becomes paralysed and trapped by the witch doctor. So how do you know if you're being... Attacked. I would just like to say, designing life, you're leaning into the stereotypes by talking about him having a penis that he can sling over his shoulder. Um, how do you know if you're being attacked by the Tokoloshi? Some people claim night terrors are the first sign. Others say it's the dreams you have. Interesting. The interesting fact is dreams are often good. In fact, they're so good, it feels like your luck's changing. You might dream about a young, handsome man sweeping you off your feet, only to get it on in a fiery wave of passion, the opposite for a man. Uh, you'll sleep like a baby with great dreams. You'll never see the creature sneaking into your room, climbing into your bed and stealing your life away. So, the orid- so yeah, fire stuff again. So, uh, this is there's quite a few layers to this. So... It- so an evil blaze surrounded his body, but he didn't sustain any injury. Tokoloshi, Vutsa Terra. Horny little devil always finds me, says terrified woman. Tokoloshi tracked, Tokoloshi tracker in my bum. <laughs> so the Daily Sun seems to be a bit of a National Enquirer or Weekly World News kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, they've, they've seen a bat in their times. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm just digesting a bunch of this stuff. So is he Is he like, is it, are they inferring that he's like giving you these dreams? Yeah. Yeah, so he's like a Freddy Krueger as well as being a... With a sexy you know, Freddy Krueger. Sexy Freddy Krueger with, with a lisp and a cape penis. and a couch dog. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot there, Neil. <laughs> There is. There's t- it's too much, if anything. There's too much. I don't even know where to go with this. And he's, <laughs> he's also feeding off of the jealousy of others. So, Yeah, and, he, and he's either a water sprite or a zombie. Or, or some, like, I don't know. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't even, I can't even describe this like, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to him. A lot to him. He's, he's some an interesting. Wi- some interesting witch's fan. satanic fuckboy. <laughs> straight Freddy Krueger well, <clears throat> so to, to, just last bit 
Today, the Tokoloshi is a big part of South African culture. They're making headlines throughout the country regularly. The townspeople still believe that a Tokoloshi is out there, someone by someone envious of their success. Sellers of Mutai traditional medicine who have small shops in South Africa often sell products to protect against the supernatural being. These products include a concoction made from Tokoloshi fat. If you smear it on your and you smear it on your skin as a repellent. So you smear the fat of the tokoloshi to your skin and then tokoloshi, you ward off tokoloshi, is that right? What's that, sorry? Are you warding off tokoloshi with the tokoloshi fat? Yes. Okay. So a real-life encounter with the tokoloshi. Oh. This happened to my late grandmother when she was a child during the early 1930s. She grew up a farm on the Orange River in a small town named uh, Priska in the northern Cape of South Africa. The farmhouse was built in such a way that the front door and back door aligned across each other. You could walk through the house from the front to back with only the dinner table in your path. One summer's evening, just after sunset, she, her parents and her seven brothers and sisters sat down at the dinner table. My great-grandfather started to pray, giving thanks for the food they're about to have. As all kids do, my grandmother opened her eyes during the prayer. She looked around the table... Suddenly, at the front door, she saw a little man covered in hair. Sounds like a tokoloshi. Yes. It's only a bloody tokoloshi. It's only a bloody tokoloshi. He's wagging his thing around. (laughs) Oh, my God, his penis is missing. (laughs) Don't you wait there, ticket me, you bastard. Um, She saw a little man covered in hair, standing in the front door, no taller than two or three feet. In his hands, he had a little shambok and a cap on his head. He looked directly at my grandmother and started to run towards the table. She began to scream with fear. Everyone at the table was bewildered because of her scream and jumped up. At that moment, everyone saw the little man run towards them. He dove under the table and ran out the back door. Fuck you now. Everyone to the kitchen table. I saw the table. I was going to be able to get right under that. He probably probably didn't need to dive under it, but it just ran straight through. Yeah. Everyone, I remember being a kid and the first time that I could no longer run under, just run under the table because I banged my head quite bad. Everyone's shaken and nobody slept that evening. Many strange things started to happen on the farm. And then they saw the dog who had been murdered. (laughs) They saw the tokoloshi and a They saw the tokoloshi and a pitch black dog with an extremely long tongue Mm. that would only appear at night. But as Christians and very religious, my grandparents didn't let that get them down and just gave up on their farm. <laughs> just gave up on the farm. Fuck it. Fair Fuck enough, God. It. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, no point in trying. <laughs> mostly, black, run through the kitchen. mostly black people believe in the Togoloshi's African folklore, but I tell you, my grandmother and her family are white Africans. And they saw the Togoloshi, I think he is real. I want to thank a user, a Reddit user, Johannes seven seven seven, for letting me post this story. The story was previously posted on my horror blog. I monster. However, I regret to inform everyone that I shut down. I monster. <laughs> good day. <laughs> so he didn't say good day. Fair enough. Um, Never got too jealous about the success of his blog. Tokolosha made him shut down. <laughs> Just gave up on the gave yeah. up on the blog. <laughs> moved on. Moved into moved to, Moved into blogging Johannesburg. Do some more praying instead. <laughs> so, there you go. There's an actual story from uh, what yeah. appears to be a Reddit Highly user. believable what it was. 
So, Neil, I think that's probably the Tokoloshi for you. There's a lot so, there. It's a water spirit sure or a zombie. It's summoned by, it seems to be always summoned by a witch doctor, by a jealous person, who either then burns out its eyes and its brain or gives it a nice fringe. Or it's a consort for a witch. It's like, gives it a, gives fringe, it a fringe and some cottage cheese. And some curd of milk and a bit of confidence. It can inhabit your dreams. It can make you have really nice dreams. But somehow that's killing you. But to what end? Um, it'll bite your toes off or strangle you. Um, what else is there? It's well, it hangs around with a black dog with a long tongue sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, that's it sometimes wears a cape. It maybe has a really big penis and one buttock. <laughs> so, um, I think that covers all, covers it all. So Neil, let's go through our internationally. Uh, Let's put it to agreed the test. on, <laughs> agreed yeah. on scientific methods. Neil, spookiness. What's your score? Um, I'm just kind of like nonplussed, to be honest with you. There's so much. There's elements here that are kind of spooky. I guess. I, I mean, it's okay. So when you're asleep, you're at your most vulnerable. Um, so having some sort of hideous creature kind of take you. But I'm, I'm very confused about what its end game is and what it's trying to do. So. Well, it's trying to make your life shit. Destroy your it? life, basically, yeah. I suppose that is quite... Yeah, I suppose the notion that, you know, you get picked up by some um, some entity that... Because you hear about people like putting curses on people and things like that. So I think there is... It's, you know, kind, of, it's kind of what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and so I guess it's kind of like, you know, the malevolent entity caused by almost like a sort of like curse. And some. And I, I think the um, the fact that it's coming from someone else's jealousy as well is quite quite a nice little touch. That's quite spooky. Um yeah, I don't know. There is there's, there's something here. I'm kind of like um, there's just so many little random facts mixed in, um, little details that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's quite spooky. But it, there's just a it's kind of leavened a little bit by um, some of the inherently silly pieces like having one buttock, whatever that means. Um, so well, that's I, only, only we've, we've only read that in one of the articles. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, but, yeah. I'm going to go for a six. I'm going to go slightly over the, slightly over the five for this one because yeah, I think a lot of people seem to be talking about it, and it's um, yeah, just something invading your dreams and destroying your life. I think there is something inherently pretty creepy about that. Yeah, I agree. The kind of little evil zombie goblin thing that attacks you while you're sleeping. Um, yeah, I think I think that's spooky. I think it's. The fact, the fact that someone hates you enough mm. to give up a soul of an unnamed, as as of yet oh, yeah, undecided loved one, yeah. they hate you that much, or they're that jealous of you. I think that's quite spooky in itself, really. That they're willing to to fuck your life up. They're willing to lose to pay with the soul of someone they care about. I mean, that's when you go on a quest for revenge, it? Chris. Dig two graves. Dig two graves. One for you. One for the Pope. Um, so yeah I think that's quite spooky Um, someone eating your toes off while you're asleep or while it's giving you like a sex dream and you wake up and you've got no toes (laughs) I've jizzed myself and I've got no toes (laughs) this is going to take a lot of cleaning off I tell you um yeah, uh, that's quite spooky. Um, I mean, less having to cut your toenails, so that's something. 
buy something. Yeah, not I mean having to completely relearn balancing, that's the downside. Well, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> giving up giving up my career at the at Royal Ballet. It's a downside. Um so yeah, I think there's I think it's it's kind of spooky. It's kind of spooky but kind of fun. But um I guess I guess as well when people were sort of dying for no reason, which you know, well, I mean there would have been a reason, it would have been infections or disease and that kind of stuff, or Possibly carbon heart condition, heart condition, um, stroke. So, I mean, if you didn't know, you mean it's very rich, very high cholesterol. So, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna give it a seven now. So, believability. Well, now, Um, (laughs) I believe that some people believe it. If that makes sense, Um, I believe that people. Um, I mean, you know, people send stuff to Robert the Doll to try and get him to do curses on people. So this is true. We don't know how much of that is ironic, but yeah. But this is um, this is something which is in Zulu folklore and has been for ages and ages and ages. So I believe that people believe it, and I believe that people would go to um, a witch doctor and you know a dodgy witch doctor. Um. Backstreet Witch Doctor and try and put get them to put a curse on other people. So I think see that's know. the problem though. You go into one of those ones, you just don't know who you can and can't trust. And I know everyone doesn't want to trust Big Witch Doctor. But you've mm. got to go to a properly licensed, accredited Witch Doctor. They're going oh, to do it properly. Otherwise, that's you know, you just don't know. That, They're that not going to have your, the professional insurance. That would see your shares wrong. go up, wouldn't it, in Big Witch Doctor? Yeah. Don't listen to him, people. Do right by yourself. It's a false economy. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe that people believe it. Do I personally think that there are them around? Probably not. Um, but yeah, so uh, for reasons unknown to man or beast, I'm giving it a six. Neil, um, well, I think it's a similar one, and we've we've had this. Um, we've said this a few times before: is that believability isn't necessarily about whether or not we um, believe these things. I think it's also inherently about whether um, you know people, people buy it. into the concept. So it's you know, are people just you know, are people just spreading a story that they know is nonsense, or is there an element of actually um, believing it themselves? Um, and I think there's you know, I think it seems entrenched in the culture. Yeah, it, it seems like there's something where you know you. You'll get these kind of like superstitions and things that sort of can can carry on for quite quite some time. Um, it sounds like there might be an element of, you know, people st- you know still thinking. And of course, you know, it comes down to, you know, like you'll get people that say people believing ghosts or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, not necessarily in poltergeist, but maybe some things do live after we die or what have you. So, you know, I, I doubt that whether some of these sort of people that are talking in, the, in that article, they're not necessarily thinking about some huge donned one buttocks. Gremlin, you know, with Freddy Krueger powers, but just some some malevolent entity that. Kind but this of like kind of him. stuff, I'm, it feels to me like that kind of stuff came a bit later, and originally it probably was like a water, like a, a water, like a spirit, yeah, like a, a spirit, like a Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, no, I, can, I, th- I think the idea of kind of like an, it plays on basically the idea of like a malevolent entity, and it's something you know we see in in this day and age where people, you know. Maybe can get themselves consumed by MBR. I think what's quite interesting as well is the sort of, um, yeah, there's elements about somebody, you know, consuming their own life with, with jealousy because actually they ruined their own life at the same time as they ruined someone else's. Um, 
Yeah, so so it's obviously been there's been quite a lot of thought through on that stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I can see people believing in this if I don't necessarily inherently believe myself. So I'm going to give it a seven. Reach Neil. Um, so, the, so just to say on the Wikipedia thing, there is quite a lot of things it's influenced. Um, running gags about Tokolosha common in South Africa's Danny Comic Strip. Tokolosha Man was a pop hit by John Congos and later covered by the Happy Mondays. Videos for Die Antwoodsaw. Evil Boy Vich Tokoloshi on Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, they, uh, I, when Die Antwood performed I Think You Freaky, they replaced the English swear words motherfucker with Tokoloshi. <laughs> yeah, that's that ninja and what's the face of it, that South African band, Geico Dinja. You ever heard them? No. You don't want to fuck with people. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah they, they were in that movie Chappie. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, I've heard of them. It's, um, it's a lady with an interesting haircut and there's some, some geezer who just looks like he just walks around in like a wife beater and right. swears at the fucking Gamrin is African Um So Tokolo, she has mentioned several times in the film The Bone Snatcher. Mm. Uh, host Tokolo, she is a pop rap song by South African rapper Jack Parlow. Relevant creatures called Tokros appear in Michael Pavar's Chronicles of Ancient Darkness series. Uh, belief in Tokolosh is a major part of Kevin Hood's film A Reasonable Man. Tokolosh is referred to several times by character in British crime thrillers Ritual and Skin by Mo Hader. Serial killer uh, Elifasi Musumi claimed to have been influenced by a Tokoloshi. Yeah, whatever, mate. Tokoloshi appears in every episode of the third series of British TV show Mad Dogs. Tokoloshi is the full name of Tok, the mascot for English surfing and clothing company Salt Rock. The graveling creatures in Dead Like Me are influenced by Tokoloshi. DJ muse and musician Steve Toshk Shelley got his stage name from a derivation of Tokoloshi. Several Tokoloshi appear in the dark fantasy novella, The Flames Burden. In a book, Taming the Tokoloshi uh, Through Fear into Healing, A Trauma Survivor's True Story. Uh, Gene Wolf, Shadow of the Torturer. Blah, blah, blah. And there's been a film of it as well, as we know. 2020 Ooh. film. I did read that Gene Wolf, but I didn't understand a lot of it, to be honest with you, so it's entirely possible I missed a Tokoloshi. I do remember he the protagonist murdering some sort of two-headed giraffe person at some point. So uh, Severian is considered to be a Tokoloshi by the Zulu shaman Azanguma he encounters in an aerial hut in the botanical gardens. Okay. If that makes sense to you. It's a strange series where basically it starts off and you think he's almost like some medieval knight or something and then it turns out he's living in the far future and they're all, I don't know, he's like a yeah, it's like yeah. Anyway, whatever, whatever. It's a. I have to go back and reread those at some point because I think oh, it went over my head. But um, yeah, reach. I don't. I don't recall that. Anyway, so reach. Well, you've just you've probably just corrected what we were my earlier answer. That sounds like it. Um, it's actually penetrated quite a lot further than South Africa. Then um, yeah, it's, it wasn't something I was familiar with. Um, 
but yeah, it's obviously been around quite a bit. I mean, it's obviously very, very baked into South African mythos. It's an old and one. It, as well. It's quite a rich one by the sound of it as well. It's been around for a very, very long time, and it's actually it's something that's influenced a lot of other um, other things as well by the sound of it. Um, I mean, I think it's not it's not going to be one of you kind of like absolutely everyone would have heard of it and it's something over your head, but it sounds like it's had quite a lot of, you know, influence even just in bits and pieces for various other things. Um, and maybe it influenced Nightmare on Elm Street, who knows? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a six. A six. So, as always, the, the fact that it's been around for a long, long time um, within sort of Zulu culture and Af- South African folklore... We don't know how far back, but it's probably oral tradition thousands of years, so that gives it a good reach through time. Um, it seems really... I mean, I think everyone in South Africa has probably heard of it, if I'm honest. I think it's probably quite big. That You know, like everyone in the UK has heard a lot... You can yeah, heard of the Loch Ness Monster. It sounds like Topol Ocean. Yeah, it's yeah. known throughout South Africa. Um, it doesn't seem to have gone much further than that, really. Um it seems to be kind of a very South African thing. Um, but, you know, there, there's been a film of it and stuff. Um, I'm probably going to go... Mm. Yeah, I'm probably going to go six as well, um, because although it's only in South Africa, it's really big in South Africa, and also it's been around for fucking ages. So, narrative premise... Well, I mean, it's it's decent, isn't it? It's decent. Mm. It's uh, it's playing on humans, humans' feelings. You know, the, the human fault of jealousy and status and all of that shitty stuff, which we all have to deal with. Um, you know, it's. I mean, it it sounds like a vet, like an, a very early sort of zombie thing, like re- a really early one. Like really early, maybe the earliest one. I don't know. Could be where it all started. I'm not sure. Um, there's lots, lots of different things. I mean, people clearly kind of talk about it still now. So it's it's stuck with people, hasn't it? Like yeah. oh, I had a I had a sex dream. Ah, Tokoloshi's so asked you. Ah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Like so, so it's in like common conversation and stuff. So it's obviously got something. Um, Getting you while you're sleeping, that's all good. And people kind of run, like, go and do weird stuff with it, like give it one buttock and a big cock. So yeah. um, I'm going to give it a seven for narrative premise now. How's about you? Yeah, I think it's quite a rich one. I think it's um, there's a there's a there's a lot to unpack here. I don't think we've even skimmed the surface really because I think I think what really makes it compelling in terms of the narrative side. So it's a weird little fellow with a little rather quirky little features, like it's a lisp and it's cloak and it's you know and all the rest of it, the bodily accoutrements. Yeah. But that's just like standard weird stuff for a mm. fictional creature. But on top of that, I think what makes it really interesting is just the whole um, the notion as it's. I mean, all right, some people are saying it's just... It's, it, when we first came into it, I thought it was just going to be some entity that come in and sort of, like, attack people Fuck in their sleep or something like that, fairly basic. But actually, the fact that it could potentially either be, you know, like a familiar of a witch somehow, or it's being manifested um, by somebody's jealousy and the price that they have to pay for that, that that really adds a massive layer to it to me. Yeah, that's interesting. There was a lot of the fact, that. Yeah, the fact that you have to... 
you're so consumed by jealousy, not only are you willing to, to, to give up someone else's side. Yeah, to, to, to destroy someone close to you as well. So that's, that, I think there's a lot you can do with that. So I, I think I'd quite be interested to see this film, actually. I think that would be quite interesting. Mm. But um, so we'll track that down. But, yeah, no, I think I think there's... It's it's interesting in a detail of its own right. It's interesting because you could do an almost you could do an awful lot with that. You know, you could imagine the sort of the protagonist, the antagonist, and the person who's creating it, and the kind of like things on there. So, yeah, I think I think it's, it's very rich. So it's going to get um going to get an eight from me. It's wow, to do with this. So that's given it a pretty high urban legend score of fifty three. There's a lot more than I thought there was going to be. Yeah, that's yeah, it's higher. One of the higher ones. It's on the. Uh, so on the, far, the right-hand side of the bell curve. Um, so, you know, what I would say, people, is concentrate on your own life and what makes you happy. Don't get consumed by jealousy and trade off one of your loved one's souls for a waist-high zombie that gives people sex dreams and eats their toes. I mean, that's that's just good advice. Maybe write that down and put it in your wallet or purse. Would you agree, Neil? That's something to keep in mind for the future. I mean, you know, a, the world you, would be a lot do, better. You do you. You know, if you feel that's, oh, okay. that's the path you want to go down, who, who am I? Who am I to stop? That's no, true. I, yeah, I, I would, shouldn't. I shouldn't judge. You know, that, you know, if that is what you want to do, don't, then... don't kink shame. If people are destroying other people's lives at massive cost to their own, then you know, <laughs> hey, to, all part of life's rich to no, to, to no cost to their own. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a cost well. to someone they care about. So, what? like, the, you're the, like the biggest fucking shithead move in the world. I'll destroy that person's life because I'm jealous of them, and I'll give them the soul of someone I care about because I don't really care about anyone because otherwise well, yeah. I wouldn't be doing this. So, what happens then? Don't know. Stay, stay tuned to the next yeah. thrilling chapter of the Tikaloshi uh, uh, or Tokoloshi. Because I got a feeling this one's just getting started. Oh, oh I imagine so. <laughs> um, so, if you want to let us know whose lives you'd like to destroy and who you'd be willing to give up for it, then uh, as always, you can email us at herb.legends.podcast at gmail.com. Or, or scroll in blood over our windows, that's fine. Yeah, scroll in blood. Um, or uh, if you've You're got. Right, preferably, not someone else. Well, whatever. Yeah, so uh, you do, you do you, man. <laughs> um, or if you. Uh, if there's a country or something you want us to have a look into or whatever, anything really. Um, but yeah, have a good week, everyone. We'll be back next Thursday with another hair racing. (laughs) 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 Make sure it doesn't keep you up at night. Don't listen in the dark. They're really scary. Um, so I will say goodbye from Mr. Christopher Flynn. Goodbye from me. Goodbye.